Hi guys, Pastor Gary and I are here for the next edition of our season of Becoming More for God. Uh, last time we talked about how it was important to become more in our lifestyle for God. Tonight, Gary's going to take the lead and he's going to talk about how important it is to be aware of what's going on around us. Yeah, it, we need, as men of God, representing God in our world, we need to be aware of what God is doing in our lives and aware of what's happening in the world around us. In other words, we don't want to sleepwalk through life. You don't want to just run through life and not know, you know, I'm just a lucky dog and whatever happens, happens. No, 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 that's not what a godly man is doing. He's aware of his world because one of the enemy's tactics is to distract us from following Jesus. And the way he does that oftentimes is we are not aware of what God is doing. We're not aware of what's right and wrong. We're not aware of what God's word says. And as a result, he pulls us in a wrong direction. He attempts to distract us through deception in many different ways. One of the things that Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer, he said, pray, Father, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So we need to be aware that we have an enemy and he's trying to distract us. So in 1 Timothy, and let me remind you, you need to read the scriptures that your group leader gives you because they're really important to what we're teaching. In 1 Timothy, Paul warns us to be aware of the things that would influence our life of faith and pull us away from Christ. So let me in the next few minutes just give you three things, and there are passages to read, I'm going to touch on it, out of 1 Timothy that we need to be aware of. First of all, the first principle is be aware of spiritual deception. Beware of spiritual deception. And here's what Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4. Now the Spirit expressly says, in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. So Paul said there are going to be people sharing things that are really inspired from the devil that really pull us away from our relationship with God. So what he's talking about here is unscriptural teaching, teaching that does not align with God's Word. And that kind of teaching either brings us into bondage to other people's ideas, or it causes us to trust in ourselves and our own righteousness. Now, let me illustrate this real quickly. One illustration is legalism. That's adding to God's laws, making more rules, making rules that God didn't give us. It brings us into bondage. Another example is accepting and embracing our sins. See, the opposite of legalism is saying, well, God has no rules. I'm going to live my own life and God doesn't care. If you live that kind of life, it's going to end in disaster because it doesn't align with God's Word. And another example is extreme unbalanced teaching. You know, there's some great teaching out there where instead of worshiping God, you get so deep in that teaching, you begin to really worship the object of that teaching. So we got to be careful that we live a balanced life because unbalanced teaching leads to an unbalanced lifestyle. So how do I identify unscriptural teaching. Three really simple things. I could do more, but three things real fast that I think are important. Ask yourself these questions. Does this teaching agree with Scripture? Read it for yourself. Read the Bible for yourself. Know what it says. And if the teaching does not agree with Scripture, you need to avoid it. Second question, does the teaching cause me to trust God more 
or trust God less. If it pulls you away from God, reject it and get away from it. Third thing, does this teaching encourage my faith in God? Does it encourage me to believe God more or believe God less? If it discounts your faith, move away from it. And finally, in, in this area, we need to avoid, avoid, separate ourselves from teachings and teachers who are sharing things that do not align with God's Word. So be careful, bad teaching. Yeah. And once again, guys, this I can't think of a time in my life where this was more important to understand. Yeah. With everything going on in the introduction of, of social media and the Internet and all of the noise out there right now, and, and everyone speaks with authority. And, and some of that authority is extremely intimidating. How dare I question that because, wow, they're important and I'm not. Or in some cases, they will tell you, don't you question what I'm saying because of my role or my title or what it might be. But the Bible tells us, guys, to test what people say. Yeah. Test what they say. How does it stand up, as you said, Gary, to, to God's Word? Now, I know that's hard sometimes. Especially, guys, if, you, if you're if you're watching this and you're and you're newer in the faith, and so, firstly, everyone around you knows more than you do. At least that's what that's what you think. But the Spirit will talk to you, and if somebody is teaching something, and there's something make go, makes you go, hmm, makes you think twice about that, pay attention to that, and then question that. Now, truth sayers will welcome that testing and that questioning and such. Those who don't necessarily speak truth will not welcome the challenge. And what Gary says is so clear. If they won't welcome the challenge, if they won't take the time to walk you through why they are saying what they're saying, run. Get away from them. Avoid them. Those things are those are the those are the things that you get sucked into that are not of God. Yep. And you just you need to test what God says there. Yeah, so we need to beware of spiritual deception. Second thing, Paul writes to Timothy and he says, we need to be aware of critical accusational attitudes. Boy, this is so big. My attitude really is setting the pace in the direction of my life. And if it's critical and I'm looking down at other people, that's bad news. And here's what Paul wrote in, in 1 Timothy 5.19. He said, do not receive an accusation against an elder except from two or three witnesses. Now, we could go on and on about this topic for a long time, but let me give you three areas that I think are really important, and Doug's going to chime in here in a second. We need to be careful about our attitude towards employers and employees. My attitude in the workplace is really important. If I'm God's ambassador, God's representative in my world, a part of my mission field is my work, where my workplace. I need to be really careful about my attitude towards people in the workplace. Second thing, I need to be really careful about my attitude towards other believers. You know, it's easy to get critical of one another. It's easy to start comparing ourselves and putting people down. We got to be careful of being critical towards other believers because it affects our relationships and it affects what we're doing in ministering to other people. And the third thing here, and Paul talked about this, be careful of your attitude towards spiritual leaders. Don't tear down spiritual leaders. There's a way for things to be handled. Be careful of critical attitudes. 
And here's the truth of the matter. A critical attitude spreads like a disease. It spreads through every area of your life. You begin to spread it through your family, through your friendships. And the first thing you know, your whole circle becomes critical. It's like a disease, and it leads to critical words and critical actions. So be aware. When you see weakness in people, talk to God for them. Don't talk to other people about them. Be careful about critical attitudes and accusations. And the last part, there are people in your world who are critical of other people. Create space. I won't hang with people who have critical attitudes. I just won't do it. Why? Because it's a disease. There's a thousand things I want to say here, here, <laughs> um, and such. And my mind's going, you're going crazy on this. But I think there's one thing that really needs to be talked about here, and I'll just pick on this one thing. Once again, back to the concept of social media and the internet and all the noise that we're dealing with in the world right now. It's been my observation that like no other time that I've ever seen in my lifetime, I'm not as old as you are, but I'm close. And it's, I've, I'm, I'm sure you can say the same thing. I have never ever seen a time when spiritual leaders were under more attack yeah. at this point. And it's amazing. We have all these influencers on the internet that of course, if it's on the internet, it must be true. And who are who are lodging these accusations against so many of the spiritual leaders of, in the church today? And I just, I don't, well, Scripture talks about God's very clear: is you don't mess with spiritual leaders, and and if you do, you better have a good reason. That's why you have to have the witnesses to come along with that. But to lob those kind of accusations that are, in many cases, horrific accusations against uh, against spiritual leaders um, without any proof. I heard, I saw one that was said, lodged this horrific accusation against a well-known spiritual leader, and the, and the defense was, prove me wrong. No, that's not my job. Your job is to prove it right. Yeah. And so my point of this is, and I'm going to jump off of it real quick, is when someone does that, and I hear about that, and they ask me about it, my response is simply, I don't know about that, but here's what I do know, and I talk about the fruit of that spiritual leader. And if that spiritual leader is bearing fruit for God, that's what I know. All the other stuff, as far as I'm concerned, is hearsay and lies, and there's an agenda to it, until proven otherwise. And that has to be proven, not just because it's on the internet. So guys, when you're looking around you, be very, very careful about who you listen to. But if you see fruit of God in their lives, defend them. God's asked us to stand for those spiritual leaders because they're standing in the gap for us. And let's don't tear them down with what the world's trying to do. Yeah. And, you know, in reality, Doug, I'm, I'm a, a leader in the church world. But here's the point. We're all human beings. Very few of us are perfect. Well, as a matter of fact, I think there's only one guy who ever got away with it. And we need to be careful about looking for little failures in each other's lives and then beating each other up. Our goal is not to kill each other. It's to build each other up and encourage each other. So let's be careful. Jesus said you're going to give an account for every idle word. So be careful what you're saying about people in your world. Be careful of your attitude. One well, thing I want to add right there, there is that there's a difference with what you just talked about. In my view, there is a difference between a limp and, and, a, and, and a character flaw. Um, and, and part of the way I look at spiritual leaders is that I don't, if they come across as perfect, I'm suspicious. <laughs> I I want to see a limp, you know, that something's happened in their life that they've had to grow through that God has brought them through. That's legitimate, and that's not what we're talking about here. 
um, it's it's that areas of life where they just basically are flagrantly just violating God's law yeah. and such. Those are two different things. So, guys, I hope you see us limping yeah. because we are where we are today as God because of what we've been through. And the same thing goes for you, is that we're not asking you to be perfect here. You know, we're asking you to grow through, and you may come out with a limp, but you're going to be better off work for God. Yeah. So we are becoming godly men, and we're moving away from ungodly critical attitudes. Last thing, real quickly. In chapter 6 of First Timothy, Paul warns us about the love of money. And here's the third point. Be aware of unhealthy attitudes towards money and wealth. There are a lot of unhealthy attitudes about money. You know, I was raised in a church that said money's the root of all evil. That's not what the Bible says. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Money's neutral. Money means nothing except what you do with it. It can be good. It can be evil. But the love of money, when you are so caught up with money and you see it wrongly, you will deal with money and you'll use it wrongly. So here's the point. He says, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and it can pull you away from God. So let me just share a couple of thoughts. The love of money opens the door to covetousness, and then it leads us into immoral and illegal actions. The love of money will lead us astray. The proper use of money does not lead us astray. And we need to know those danger signs. We need to be aware of them because that's what this session is about. You need to be aware of the purpose of money and you need to be aware of what you're doing with your money. It's really, really, really important. Know the danger signs and then examine your own life and know what you're doing with money. And, and the last thing I want to say about this, because you know we could talk about this and give a thousand different viewpoints, but, but here's the point. When I start compromising and I start cutting corners and doing immoral, illegal things that I think I can hide, like with taxes and so forth, when I'm doing that, that means I've got a problem with money. I've got a problem with money. Examine your heart. Know if your attitude aligns with God's Word, and be careful be aware of wrong attitudes about money. One of the simplest lessons I ever learned about money was living within my means. Yeah. That as long as I was living within my means, I was I was protecting myself against the very thing you're talking about. Yeah. Because I'm not I'm not tempted to do other stuff. And so so that'd be advice I would I would throw out at you guys is that check yourself. Are you living within your means? Yeah. The whole discussion we're having for this session is about being aware of things that if we are not aware and prepared, it'll trip us up. Money is one of those things. But there's one other thing to be aware of, and that is simply this, is that when God speaks about these things, we can look at it and go, oh, clever, I really want to do all these other, I mean, I, and such, it's such a killjoy and such. <laughs> the bottom line here is God speaks about this and so much more. He's doing it in our best interest. Yep. He's doing our best interest because he knows that if we don't follow what he's talking about, it's going to hurt his kids. And we're not going to have the content lifestyle. We're not going to have the abundance he's promised. We're going to be, you know, it, we're going to be talking like for fighting with your wife, it's going to hurt your prayers. I mean, there's all these things God's talking about that he's given us these examples to be aware of because he loves us. It's in our best interest. So we've been talking about being aware, becoming aware. Rather than walking through life going, duh, 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 you know, and thinking and not, and not even paying attention, God says, no, be aware. 
be insightful. Watch what's going around because there's a lion who wants to devour you and you have to pay attention to that. Yep. So right now we're going to turn it back over to the groups. Uh, read the verses that we've been talking about in detail and talk to the discussion questions because it's time to become aware. Yeah.